Number 10 and number 24, switch. Number 18 and number 6, switch. Number 22 to the middle. Welcome to center stage. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode two of The Center Stage. My name is Luke. I'm your host. And I'm here with B and Ashlyn. What's going on, ladies? Hey, how hey. are you guys? We're doing awesome. How's the weather in Portugal right now, B? Uh, actually, it's good, but it's it's been a bit, I don't know, it's spring. So one moment is raining and then on the other one is really burning. Right. So, yeah, it's been like that, unfortunately. And- I'm not even going to ask you, Ashlyn, because it's like 375 degrees where you are in the desert. Oh, my goodness. You could fry an egg outside. <laughs> <laughs> it's been, you know what? It's been crazy here in Florida. It's been like, like we, we, last week we had a day, like it was 96 one day and then it was 72 the next day. It's been so weird. But what's not nutty about all everything that's going on right now with the weather is that there's not a lot of humidity and Florida is usually always super humid. So it's definitely a change in turn. I'm sure it has something to do with, you know, less cars on the road, less planes flying, you know, all that, you know, less pollution essentially. And it's definitely uh, caused some weird stuff. Like I've got buddies that are in like even Tennessee that had snow like last week and it's spring. And they're like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. I'm like, global warming, what? (laughs) It's a little weird. But so I know you guys got some questions and uh, you got, I think you've talked about your first the first topic you wanted to hit on was your prep experiences. So why don't you guys go ahead and take the lead? Yeah. So who begins, Ashlyn? You go ahead, B. <laughs> okay. So regarding my experiences with preps, um, I think I've experienced, um, I don't know, the, both of the sides of prep. I've had um, unhealthy ones and super good ones. And I don't know if it the unhealthy concept is the same for you as it is for me but um when i think about unhealthy preps i think about low calories and super high cardio uh for a couple of months or weeks i don't know if you you are on the same page as me yes yes i totally agree with that oh uh, so uh, the thing is that it depends on the situation and it's dependent uh, dependent uh dependent Eh, I don't know. Um, it really depends. It, the, what I'm, I'm meaning is that it depends on how I, I look and how I handled uh, off-season. So yeah. I think that I've had three, until now I, I've had three unhealthy ones. And one of them was when I started competing in the NPC and needed to lose leg size because I had like a bulking season. And mm-hmm. I didn't really needed it, but I was competing um, in IFBB Elite. Uh, I don't, I don't know how you call it, <laughs> but um, in Portugal we had just that federation, so I wanted to compete there, and I needed some size. So me and my coach uh, decided that I needed an off season, like a bulking uh, style. Um, so yeah, then I switched to NPC and I had to lose all the size uh, I, I gained. So so I had to do like two hours and 30 minutes of cardio a day and like 700 or 80, 800 calories a day too. So it, I, I mean, for me, it's not really healthy. Right. Uh, that one was not really healthy, but I, was, I needed to lose a lot. So, yeah, it was really required. And then the other ones that I had um, were not the same situation, but in one of them I needed to lose too much weight in a short period of time just because I didn't know how to handle my off-season. It was last year after my last competition, and I thought that I needed to live a bit more (laughs) like a teenager, you know, because I started competing at 16. (laughs) Yeah, because I needed to to live a bit and it was my my first week or two weeks I don't know um in my college so yeah I I partied a little bit and I ate a bit too much so I've gained a lot of of fat and that's the problem 
Um, and yeah, I had to lose like 10 kilos in seven or six weeks. So it was really bad too. It was the same thing, seven or 800 calories a day and two plus hours of cardio. So yeah. And what about you? Yeah. And I, I can roll off of that um, pretty easily because I would definitely say that, you know, having, getting down to that super lean, you know, body fat percentage that we have to get to be able to be on stage and be, you know, competitive, it already is unhealthy. So if you're taking mm -hmm. a situation where you're having to either do like extra in a short period of time, um, that's why I personally just love doing longer preps, especially with my clients, because I don't ever want to have to do that to them. And I always explain that to them. Like if they give me a deadline um, or a show that they're re really wanting to do, and it's something that I just feel like is very unrealistic and it's something we're going to have to push extremely hard and get them extremely low, you know, calories and really high cardio. I'll always, you know, let them know ahead of time. Like, I just don't think that that's a healthy approach or a good thing that you want to do because rebounding after coming out of that rebounding, a lot of people, especially if they're new or if they're amateur, they don't know how to handle that mm -hmm. because mentally it's just extremely hard. Um, and once you get through that and you're, you're at the end, a lot of people, it's just like, they've had enough at that point and then their controllings are just crazy. So um, I can agree and, and totally relate to, you know, what you went through. And for me, I've never really been big. Like I've, I've just always been tiny. I actually had to grow, um, you know, as starting from the amateur to get to the national stage and then getting to, from the national stage to the pro stage. I really had to grow. Um, but you still have to, you start somewhere and you always have to get, you know, leaner to get on stage because even though I was a small person and I didn't have a lot of fat, I mean, I started um, my very first prep, I think I weighed like 96, 90, 96 or 97 pounds to start. And then my stage weight was like 90 pounds. I was, I was very small. Yeah. I was, I, but I had no muscle. I mean, everything I had was just like, you know, I, I mean, I was a cheerleader, but I never worked out. So it was just like, I was just, I had an, an athletic frame, but I still had, you know, a pretty good amount of body fat on me. Um, so I had to get rid of that, obviously, to be competitive on stage. So yes, I've definitely had an unhealthy preps. My, um, my first three preps that I had were, and I've only done three like national or uh, state level shows. So all of those shows, the three shows that I did were all extremely unhealthy. I mean, I was eating, just like you said, I was eating very, very low calorie. I mean, I was, I don't know exactly the calories. I just was given a meal plan and that's what I ate. Um, but it was like tilapia, like the leanest, 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 um, you know, foods you can get like tilapia and veg vegetables. That's like it. <laughs> when I think back, I'm like, I don't even know how I survived, honestly, because I was eating nothing. I, was, I felt like I was eating air and pushing even more. Yeah. And doing over two hours of cardio. And I was at 90 pounds, like for my body type, I shouldn't have had to do that, but it was like, that's just what I did. And that's what I was told to do. And instead of like, you know, trying to figure out why and, and make sure that what I was doing was okay. I didn't even ask. I just like did what I was told. So, you know, it's just one of those things where you just hire, you hire somebody, they tell you what to do. You don't question it. You know, a lot of people do this and that's why they have unhealthy preps and unhealthy experiences because they don't do their own research. They don't make sure that what they're doing is, is good. They just think, well, this is the sport. So I, I just have to do it. Exactly. And <laughs> Even today, it's happening. I hear you guys talk about this. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I, I hear you guys talk about this and I'm so used to hearing male bodybuilders complain and whine about eating too much food or about you know, or being on like 3000 calories and they're dying. And then hearing you talk about, you know, like basically eating like tilapia and like water. I'm like, <laughs> I, eating I, tilapia mean, and I, water. I honestly didn't realize. Yeah. That you guys went like that. You guys went through that difficult of scenarios it's hard like for you being know, a bikini. For preps. Yeah. Oh, it, it was. And it's, it's also mental, a mental struggle too, because like us women, we already think that we're like fatter than we are. Like, already. yes, right. <laughs> absolutely. So that's something that we already deal with. So whenever you're about to be on stage and being compared to other people who, you know, you see, you see Instagram and all this stuff and you're like, oh my God, they look so lean. I got to get leaner. Like we always just look in the mirror and want, you know, to be better. And for me, right. it was one of those things where 
I would literally wake up in the middle of the night when my mom was asleep and I would go like, this is how unhealthy it was. I would go into the kitchen and it was my mom. Like I didn't even want to do this in front of my mom and she doesn't even care, but it's just the fact that she, so, another person, another human being would see me, you know, cheating or doing something that I wasn't supposed to be doing. And I, I didn't want that. So I would go in the middle of the night and I would sneak bites of like, she, I mean, she would eat like ice cream and she would have snacks and just like junk food and stuff in the house. Um, cause she could eat whatever she wanted and I would sneak bites at night. So it was like, that's how unhealthy it was. It was to the point where I was like doing that behind my own mom's back <laughs> and behind your back. <laughs> cause yeah. for me, it's like betraying myself. I don't oh, know. Yeah. I, I never, I never, um, cheated on my diet when I was well prepping. Um, but I always feel like I really want to, and I don't know. It really happens to many girls that we know and many girls that are pro and that are Olympian and they already said and confessed that it happened to them. Um, so, yeah, the thing is that we really have to do our own research. Even today, um, I do my own research when I receive my meal plan and when I receive my workout plan from my coach. And I've been with him since I was 15. So... I really trust him. That's not uh, an issue for us. But I I kind of want always to know what I'm doing, actually, and not just following a, a plan that someone writes for me, you know? Oh, 100%. I mean, it's going to help you in the long run when you know what you're doing. Like, if exactly. you don't know what you're doing and you're just kind of mindlessly doing stuff, it's it's harder for you to really, truly develop, like, and understanding if you're just doing it and you're not understanding why you're doing it. So you definitely need to know. I think that it's very, very important to know um, just, you know, for the mental aspect of it, of why you're doing it. It'll help you so much more. Yes. And knowing the what works best for your body sometimes. I mean, I, I do a lot of cardio. I don't <laughs> I don't know if you know that, but I, I already said that in my Instagram. And I do a ton of cardio um, and some girls just don't do just do like 30 minutes of cardio and I see them doing that just that and sometimes I even ask my coach like why the hell do I do so much cardio and they are not doing that amount of cardio you know why in the hell and <laughs> no one <laughs> everyone's different uh, but we also have to like try to know why the why that person is telling us to do that or to eat this or instead of that you know um i don't know it it all, always uh depends on the person but i think that sometimes people just want to follow the plan and just um want to have the rules and follow them and not have questions and doubt about it you know because i don't know of, if and, they and are afraid this, or not yeah no you're right and there's a lot of coaches out there because I've, I've heard this this horror story many times um that get mad at the athlete for asking because they almost feel like how dare you you know ask me why i'm doing yeah, something questioning. Do not yeah like are you questioning me do you not trust me and a lot of people have dealt with that so once you deal with something like that and then say you get a new coach, you're almost afraid. Like you're afraid to like ask them, you know, why? Because you, you don't want to disrespect them. You don't want to make them feel like they're, you know, they don't know how to do their job or whatever mm -hmm. the case. And a lot of people feel that way or they don't want to be that annoying. They don't want to be that like annoying client. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> people tell me that all the time. That sounds like the opposite <laughs> of me. <laughs> I'd be like, what are you doing? I'm starving. This is ridiculous. <laughs> so many times I wanted to tell Cesar that <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm very and I'm like an open book like I'm very honest uh, especially with my coach because I know that I appreciate honesty from my clients so I do whatever I can to like be very transparent and very honest with my coach because I know it's it's only going to help her understand I mean she doesn't live with me she doesn't see what I do every day or like really understand so if I'm not being super honest and transparent with her there's no way she's going to be able to really understand like if I'm really struggling or if I'm what I need help with. So I, I do think that if you do have a coach, um, especially if you're, you know, close with them or you've been with them for a while, you should definitely have that, you know, 
talk with them or you should be able to talk to them to where you're able to like tell let them know exactly mm-hmm. even last week i um i started prep yesterday so this sunday was like uh, the goodbye day and my mom made um brownies so but but she made the brownies you know she never makes food look like good food when i can eat so she made the brownies <laughs> she made the brownies on friday and i was like okay I, i'm really craving these brownies and they are they are made of zucchini this is not that bad so i should really eat one just one like post workout not bad so i ate one and i messaged cesar telling him like okay look I'm not going to lie to you. I just ate a brownie <laughs> and I'm still sticking to the plan, but I ate a brownie. So next Let's week, be I'm, real. I yeah. food, okay? <laughs> next week I'm starting my prep. So this was the goodbye. Okay. Just to inform you. And he was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And I think, Hey, honesty is great. I think as long as you're being upfront and honest, you're able to adjust and make, you know, the proper adjustments that you need to make sure you're staying on track moving forward. Yes, and also, um, as we said in the last episode, uh, for me, the thing that makes me um, more aware of what I have to do uh, in this case is reverse dieting. Because if you reverse diet, you can like do whatever you want to do when you are on prep, probably. Yep. Because you have many refeeds, like it depends, obviously, but you have many refeeds because you will need them uh and you can be in higher in a higher calorie intake you can do less mm-hmm. cardio if you like do things mindfully you know so since i started doing that actually uh it helped me a lot because um when i was trying to win my pro card i once i competed with 44 kilos and uh, which is like 97 pounds I would say. And now I compete with 51, which is more or less 110, if I'm not wrong. So I was not doing the right things, neither me nor Cesar, Cesar, because, you know, the coaches are always learning how to work with us too. Yeah. But then I started reverse dieting um, and it helped me a lot, like a lot, a lot, a lot. Yes, no. And that's one thing I was going to mention about, um, you know, talking, speaking of rebounds and speaking of unhealthy preps, you know, mindset goes along with health. I mean, mental health and, and physical health, you know, they go hand in hand. So for me, I had a very unhealthy mindset because I also did not understand, um, the repercussions that would happen, you know, after you do eat a lot of food, once you've been in a, um, calorie deficit for so long and rebounding. I didn't even know what a rebound really was. Like I, I just, there's so many things that I just didn't understand or know. So after, you know, doing those shows and I told you guys that I was like sneaking little bites, which I wasn't like binging. I was just sneaking little bites, you know, here and there. And and that alone was. Yeah. Um, And then after, after my show, Cause it didn't affect me. I mean, I still was really lean. I still placed, I got, you know, nationally qualified and stuff. Um, but afterwards I gained like 13 pounds within like three or four days because I, I rebounded. Um, it was my worst rebound I've ever had. Um, and it really put into perspective, you know, what a reverse was, why you should reverse the repercussions if you don't. Um, and I felt like I, that obviously needed to happen or else I wouldn't have really grasped the understanding of it Mm, yeah So since I actually like went through it and I was like this is real like this is really freaking real I have never in my life thought I could I didn't even know my body type was able to put on that I mean I was tiny I've been tiny my whole life I didn't know my body was even able to put on that much weight in such a short amount of time 14 or 13 pounds in three to four days that's insane yeah for our body uh, composition yeah it was it was like the worst thing that I could have ever imagined I mean I was extremely depressed I I would I would wake up craving sugar it was something that was just completely out of my control and I've never in my life experienced something like that before so luckily you know 
I went through it and, and I learned and I never did it again, but you know, it just, it's, it's horrible. It's horrible for your body. It's horrible mentally. It is. But at the same time, even though it is terrible, I think that we all should, I mean, it's not should I don't really want to say this, but I think that we should uh, experience that because only experiencing that and living that will make us not repeat that mistake. A hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. Sure. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, what do we have next? Um, okay, so we have to talk. We have. We will talk about what is the only thing or one of the things uh, that we wish we could change if we knew back then what we know now. Oh, I have a lot for this one. <laughs> Spill it out, spill it out. <laughs> so <laughs> I I so I wish I knew that like every mistake that I made back then was going and we kind of already touched on this was gonna teach me something. You know, I was extremely hard on myself every single time I made a mistake or every time I, I failed at something. Because obviously you want to be good. Like when you start doing something, you want to be good at it. It's imba- like you feel like a little bit of embarrassment. Well, I did. I felt embarrassed if I failed or if I, you know, made mistakes or whatever. And I just really wish I knew back then that that my failures and my mistakes were going to make me stronger and going to build me into the athlete that I am today. Um, So I'm I'm extremely thankful for my mistakes now. But back then I was extremely hard on myself. Um, And I just wish that it that I knew that it was going to teach me growth and to just appreciate it more back then. Um, And then. My other ones are going to be that I just wish that I would have known more about my craft. I wish I would have studied more about it. I wish I would have asked more questions and did more research um, and just really understood, you know, what a proper reverse was because I didn't really understand the importance of staying on track in an off season um, and the benefit you can get from reversing and how like, there's a difference. Like, you know, you add on so much body fat during an improvement season, but there's an unhealthy way to do it. And there's a healthy way to do it. And I didn't really understand the difference between the two. I was just like, Oh, well, everybody puts on fat in an improvement. Yeah. It's normal. Yeah. I'm like, that's normal. But I was also eating crap. So it's like, there's a difference in, you know, doing a proper reverse building really good quality muscle building or adding healthy fat to your frame Versus just like eating whatever you want, feeling like crap, not really having the motivation to keep going because it's just like you're not fueling your body properly. There's just a lot of things that I didn't understand. So I didn't utilize what I I could have. Um, You know, I felt like it's hard to say because like I am where I am now and I got here, you know, still. So it's like it's hard to say that I would change things. Um, because I'm very happy, you know, with, with how everything turned out for myself. Um, I'm very appreciative of everything that I went through because it taught me to be the athlete that I am today. So like to say I would change stuff is it it is hard. Um, I go back and forth because there are things that I definitely wish I would have known back then. And that's just really just understanding my craft. I I wish I would have gone to like more posing seminars. I wish I would have, um, just done more things to where I would have understood the sport a lot more. To be honest, when I turned pro, I was very blind to a lot of things. I was very new. I felt like when I turned pro, I felt like I had just started competing. Like I really felt that way um, because I was so shy. Like when I would go to shows and stuff, I wouldn't like really talk to people. Um, I was just in my very own, like I just went, backstage I kind of sat there I I would maybe meet like one or two people of you know some girls that were backstage and then I would compete and then I would leave I wouldn't like talk to the judges I wouldn't do anything to like help myself I Mm -hmm. kind of help your career yeah like I I just you know I I was just so shy so I kind of wish you know I would have known that it was going to help me a lot more if I if I would have just put myself out there a little bit more introduce myself to more people um you know, I know they do like a lot of, um, like if they have a show, especially like local shows and stuff, they have pros that come to those shows and they, you know, talk about posing. They talk about just the sport. I mean, there's just so much stuff that they, free information that they give. 
And I just wish I would have put myself, you know, in a position to where I, I was going to those things and just like learning more, you know? Yes, exactly. It's, it's probably the same for me. I feel that every mistake made and everything that I did made and the person that I am today. So it's kind of tough for me to think about something that I really wanted to change now, you know, because every single thing made me who I am today, really. Yeah. But but yeah, I even asked the, my coach about this because I wanted some help. Um, <laughs> and the, the, probably the, the, the thing that I would uh, change um, was even recent. It was last year. I would still compete uh, after, uh, after I competed in, in Italy because um, maybe I would be already qualified for the Olympia because there were many European shows. After that, but I was feeling so burned out, you know, I was really craving the rest and everything, like being just at home, not being always on a pl- in a plane, you know, traveling all the time and not being with my parents and not, stu- I mean, I, I al- already was studying, but not studying so much, not going to the, to the college, like physically. Um, and I was really craving that and I was really craving a normal life, I would say. So I wanted to stop uh, for that year. Uh, and it was in September, like uh, almost October. So it wasn't that bad. Uh, but at the same time, when I decided that I, that I wanted to stop, um, I started having that off season that it's not healthy you know I gained a lot of weight like bad weight as I said before and I reached the um, the 60 kilo mark which is a super lot for me because I'm 58 (laughs) you know I was like (laughs) I was really chubby really really chubby and it was because I wasn't balanced at all uh so maybe I would change that um just because I, uh, for switching, because of one, wanting to switch, I uh, started having an unhealthy life, you know. Uh, it wasn't, wasn't unhealthy, but it was an unhealthy mindset. So I, I kind of regret that a little bit, which leads me to the other point, uh, because it's all in one, I think. Uh, I didn't know how to end the love season and lost myself for a long time. And I would absolutely change that because uh, I know for sure that when I reverse <laughs> again and when I work on my mindset, I never rebound like that. And I never feel bad yeah. with myself. And I was already, um, every day waking up and looking at myself in the mirror. And I just felt I was feeling bad every single day. Like I looked at my face at my face you, you know and I was like okay I'm so fat how did <laughs> how did I do this like how the hell and then I was like okay I'm having like cheat days instead of cheat meals and I'm having this and that during the week so mm-hmm. yeah maybe I know how I got into this but at the same time I was like okay I've been prepping all year long so I really have to enjoy my time um, and then after after New Year's Eve, I I start prep and I go with 100%, you know, and I did it. But I had to lose 10 kilos in seven, seven weeks or six. So it kind of led me to an even an unhealthier way of living, you know. So I kind of regret that because it was like a, a snowball, like not going to the shows and not qualifying maybe and then going into a bad lifestyle or mindset and then getting fat and then having to have a a bad prep and then healthy prep so I kind of regret that but at the same time I really needed to rest so it's like a, that dilemma it's it's definitely that switch of going from one extreme to the next mm, I feel exactly like that a lot of people they do that they like extreme 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 diet they get really lean and then it's just like they don't know how to how to make that switch. So instead of making the gradual switch, doing the reverse, doing it properly, um, they just start eating whatever and just getting back to their like normal unhealthy habits. And that's just literally going from one extreme to the next, which is just 
it's extremely horrible for your mindset and extremely horrible for your body. Mm, yeah, exactly. I was not being unhealthy, you know. I The thing is that I don't really like to eat junk food. I, I do, obviously, but not in, like, all day long. I really like to do, to eat, like, healthy foods, but in a, a great amount, you know. Yes. <laughs> so, anyways, I, w- I was eating a lot and then eating a lot, a lot, a lot then feeling super, super full and not eating for like five or six hours and then having a huge meal again and then going to bed like that, you know, it's really unhealthy. And I was like, it's the only thing that I regret because sometimes I kind of lose myself and also uh, the the party life and that thing, you know, it was my, my first hangover too and my first night drunk so uh, it wasn't really good, but I experienced that, and I now I can say that I know how how that feels. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but at yeah, the same time, I regret it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At the same time, I I regret it a little a little bit because I really enjoy being an athlete, like and, and being prepping because it gives me the balance that I need every day. Mm-hmm. You know, even even eating fish and and cucumber, like I I. It's not a love relationship that I have with that. Um, but it's at the same time the thing that makes me feel great. Right. You know, uh, besides that, uh, I, I love everything uh, regarding our lifestyle. I agree. And yeah. Uh, and the other things that I added here um, was that maybe about the um, the workouts maybe trying not to go for the quantity and getting it done you know and maybe uh, focusing more on the form you know I would have a better mindset um, and and a better mind muscle connection with my glutes earlier than now because I, I just learned um, how to have proper glute workouts since I started competing in the NPC uh, but I started working out with weights two years before that. So maybe the progress would be better if I didn't focus so much on just getting five sets of 25 and yeah, that's done. It's done, you know. Um, so now I really want try to focus on the form and on mind-muscle connection and minor things that sometimes people and me, uh, um, we kind of kind of avoid it I don't know yes no I totally understand what you're saying because that was me in the very you know beginning I I didn't understand my body and I didn't understand the way that things were supposed to feel I mean I didn't know so I didn't know how to activate certain muscles or any muscle really Mm -hmm. I mean I just I just did what I was supposed to perform and I was like I I guess I'm doing this right like I didn't really know and that that again is going to come with just doing it over and really, you know, like developing a muscle group. Like I have lats now, like I didn't have lats before I have lats now. So I can, it's easy for me to target my lats uh, specifically and being able to activate my lats during my training sessions because I've worked really hard on building them. And now that I have, it's easy for me to activate versus before I didn't really have lats, you know, that muscle was very weak. So like really used my biceps. Like if I did, you know, like say a, uh, a lat pull down, like on the cable machine, it was, you know, it was more of like my arms doing the movement and then really trying to like squeeze my back, but it just doesn't feel the same because you're, you're just underdeveloped. Um, definitely, definitely now that I, I have more muscle and, and I understand how it feels activate the certain muscle it's so much easier and more fun for me to train now yes exactly we can't uh just rely on weight and going heavy and (laughs) and getting things done you know we have to be mindful even when working out yes i agree yeah and now uh about still about our off season uh because until now we we talked about rebounds and everything like that but how do you deal with being fluffier? So um, how to make that mental switch really 
just the fact that like now I understand and I know the importance of eating a proper diet can, you know, consisting of whole foods and not just junk in my improvement season. Um, I know how powerful food is and I know to help me create more shape. It's going to help me get, you know, go further in my career, um, having, you know, a healthy body during my off season. You know, I, I make that mental switch because I constantly tell myself if I, if I keep under eating or if I'm not, you know, eating enough during my improvement season, I'm just going to keep spinning my wheels and I'm not going to go. Um, so the only way, you know, I just think of food is fuel. Fuel is. <laughs> they say that three times fast. So... <laughs> Just try that, yeah. It was invention. <laughs> I know. Um, it's fuel and power. So I you I just I just tell myself that because that's the only way that I'm gonna, you know, be able to to move forward and progress. If I just constantly am under eating, how am I gonna get further? So, you know, I just think that there's a difference between <laughs> there's a huge difference. Um, you know, stage lean is not realistic. You can't you, ha- you can't put these crazy, unrealistic expectations on yourself. Like, think of how you feel when you're stage lean. Imagine feeling like that every single day. Like, there's just no way. I mean, your body doesn't function properly. Your hormones, your thyroid, your um, your metabolism, everything. Every- <laughs> everything is just off. I mean, your brain doesn't even function without having a certain amount of, you know, fats and carbs in your daily, in your daily um, diet. So it's like you have to take care of your body in an off season in order to be good on stage. I mean, that's just how it is. So for me, the mental switch is easy. I'm like, all right, obviously I'm not going to look this lean. It sucks. I always look back and I'm like, man, I was so lean. I love it. I wish I I can't wait to get back to that. But there's a time and a place for everything. Um, You know, there you can't you can't progress and, and be stage lean and you can't, you know, you just can't move forward. So I just always tell myself that, um, you know, when I'm, when I'm making that switch, I'm just telling myself, this is my goal now. So I have, I have certain goals. And so whatever my goal is right now, my goal is to get stage lean. So that's what I'm focused on. When my goal is to improve and add a little bit more size, my goal is eating. My goal is feeling good. My goal is energy. My goal is having a little bit higher fat percentage. I always want to be a competitive looking person, a competitive looking athlete. I'm an IFBB pro. I take very much, I take a lot of pride in that. Um, And I want to feel good. And the only way that I feel good is whenever I am at a healthy body fat percentage for me, which is different for everybody. Some people need more fat in order for them to feel good and for them to, you know, make you know, progress or depending on how much muscle they need to gain, like some people need a higher fat percentage. And for me and my body type, I just don't need to add that much fat to my frame um, and have a super high fat body percentage. So I feel good eating in a surplus and, and maintaining my, my body fat percentage to a pretty low for some people, but for me, it's normal. Um, and you just have to find that balance with, with yourself. So It's going to depend on, you know, what is normal for you and what feels good for you. But I think it's very unnecessary um, for a bikini athlete to add, you know, 25, 30 extra pounds of unnecessary, you know, like fat to their frame. I don't really think that that's super necessary because we don't need to have that much fat um, in an improvement season unless you're comfortable with that and you like it. And that's just what you want to do. Um, but I don't think that it's necessary. So for me, I love looking athletic. I love, you know, having cardio in my off season, not anything extreme, but just, you know, for your heart health. Exactly. Um, Mm -hmm. Cardio is great for heart health. So, you know, it's just, it's obviously everything is going to depend on person to person. But for me making that mental switch, it just depends on my goal and what I'm aiming to do. And that's just what I always think of whenever I'm, I'm moving to whatever step I'm going to. So if I'm, if I need to, you know, get, get a little bit more fat on me, then I'm totally cool with that because that's, what's going to help me progress. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree with you. And something that really helps me with that, I, I normally struggle with it because, you know, depending on how I, I see the, the off season and how, 
I work with it. Um, before I used to stop at 100% the cardio, the workouts, and maybe the diet. I would like try to enjoy my life as a normal person, but not recently, but I ended up uh, realizing that it just w doesn't work for me. It works for some. Um, and I know that some people just, even uh, Mr. Olympias and um, and people like that, that are really important, you know, and that have uh, titles like that, um, they stop working out and they stop doing their diet. And maybe, I don't know about the cardio, but obviously they might stop uh, for some days. Um, yep. And yeah, I tried it and my coach wanted me to do that. But recently, or, or not, um, we realized that it just doesn't work for me because I start feeling really sluggish all the time and I start yep. feeling bad all the time with me, uh, both physically and mentally, but especially mentally, just because I don't feel like m I am myself. Not, I really love uh, the way that I am when I'm about to step on stage. Um, but then I received the comments uh, of other people saying that I look way better when I'm off season. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I really like it. But the thing is that we have to think uh, in a long term um, and competing all year long, plus being super restricted and with a low level of body fat is not the healthiest, healthiest thing. And we are women and we have to take care of our hormones. You know, yes. men really have to do that too. It's obvious, but it's not so, so, so important for them, as you know. Yep. Um, and, you know, I, I've struggled with this before many, many times. But the, the thing that I find really, that really helps me now is sticking to the diet and having a treat here and there, but mindfully. And especially the, the following week or the two weeks after the show, you know, like really try to, to the listener, to the listener, uh, really try to stick to your diet and to your plan. Like when it was one week out or two weeks out, because it will really um, eliminate your cravings. I would say uh, you can have a cheat meal or two. It depends on how you want to approach it and how how you want to do it um but sticking to the diet like the previous one is something that helped me a ton uh because i i will still look lean i will still keep my my body fat uh in an okay level and then it starts um being increased little by little and that's the best thing uh, for me, at least. And also not measuring our weight every day or being always checking our physique. Um, it doesn't help me either. And sometimes I even uh, ask C Cesar to not ask me my weight or not ask me for check-ins for a week or two because sometimes I really need to switch off the the button, you know? <laughs> the thing oh, of yeah. being always checking in and always looking at myself in the mirror and pinching my my skin and uh i don't know seeing if i checking if i'm bloated or if not you know sometimes it messes with my mind even now that i'm like in a good place mentally i uh my my, my off season was successful for me like mentally i was super happy and i wasn't craving foods during the the week and i was not binging on the weekends and things like that. It was really, really cool and really, really chilled for me. Uh, but I, sometimes I I crave it, like the freedom of not waking up and having to take pictures and not having to look at my weight. You know, it's not a, a relevant thing at all. Uh, but sometimes it messes it messes with our our mind and sometimes, you know, it's better just not to to check it. Yep. No, I totally agree with that. Especially, I mean, we're human, like too yeah, much of anything. Things. Yeah. I mean, too much of anything for anybody is eventually going to get to get to you at some point. Um, you know, moderation is key, I think, for a lot of things. And I think that especially during an, an improvement season or an off, an off season, um, 
you know, I think that everything should be done in moderation. I don't think that you should stress over the scale. I don't think that, you know, there's a little, there's little things that you can take out that you don't have to necessarily do. That's going to, you know, impact you in a negative way. Like you don't need to check your weight every single week or every single day. Like some people do, um, especially during prep. Like if you don't have a show date or a stage, um, you know, that's waiting on you, then that's right in front of you, then, you know, you don't need to get on a scale and you don't need to see that every single time. Like that'll help you mentally. If you just kind of get away from that and focus on how you're feeling and how you look versus what the scale says. Yes. And even if you don't feel like doing that, just talk to your coach and expose that to him or to her, because Almost certainly he or she will understand because, yep. you know, we are all hum human, as you said, humans. And sometimes we just can't do that. Even pros, even people like that. People need a break. At need a mental break. Exactly. Like, it mm -hmm. just depends on you and how you will face the rest time, I would say. Like, if you yep. don't want to have check-ins, but then you will use that excuse to eat whatever you want just because your coach won't know that. You know, maybe it's not the right reason to ask that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, no, but, totally. Yeah, but having those, uh, if you are in off-season especially, um, having like weekly check-ins um, make, make you a little bit more disciplined And this leads us to the, the last topic that we have here, which is uh, regarding the discipline that we have and if we have it all the time um, and what helps us to be disciplined all the time. And for me, especially now, like now that I'm stepping uh, out of my, my off season, uh, having those check-ins, as long as I'm happy with them, like taking them, As I said before, they are such a huge, uh, such a useful thing for me because it's like having short-term goals like, okay, it's Saturday and I have to take pictures and I want to feel happy with them and what my coach will say about them, you know? So that will yep. make me be on track during the week and I look forward to take the pictures and know how I'm looking like. Because I've been following the, the diet and the, the cardio plan and, uh, and everything that my coach told me. Uh, so, yeah, I just want to see that. And uh, for me, it works wonders, to be honest. <laughs> I know. I have check-ins weekly with my coach as well. And I do definitely agree the accountability aspect of it is, is, is very good. I like it. Um, I just like that, you know, she keeps me accountable. I... I know that I'm going to be in a bikini and, and I want to make sure that I'm staying on track and, you know, just the only way you're going to progress is if you're doing what, you know, you're told the only way that she's going to be able to make adjustments or, you know, be able to do anything with my plan is if I'm following it. And that's the only way she's going to be able to know, you know, what to do moving forward. If I, if I don't follow the plan and, you know, I check in and I'm unhappy and she's unhappy. It's just like pointless, you know? So, um, so as far as like the discipline, um, you know, is it like, I just think that it's a learned, a learned skill that you just develop over time. If it's something that, you know, if you, if you really want this bad enough and you, you want to progress bad enough, then you're going to follow the plan and you're going to learn how to be disciplined. Um, you know, it's not something you just pick up right away. Some people are more disciplined than other, and that's just, you know, how they're born. That's just, you know, some people just have that, that grit that they just, that they just have. And there's some people that have to work really, 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 really hard, um, to keep up with their discipline. I mean, there's a lot of people that maybe they're just mentally not strong enough yet. And or maybe they won't ever be like this sport isn't for everybody. You know, this sport mm -hmm. really requires a lot of discipline. It requires a lot of, you know, dedication and how bad do you really want this type of thing? And I, th I feel like that a lot of people are just like, oh, it's, it's a diet and it's cardio and it's trained. Like, it's easy. Like, oh, I'll just, I'll just diet and I'll just like, that's really what people think because I thought that's that. the hard part. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. It, and that's the hardest part of it all is keep, you can do it for a week or two. 
but doing it consistently for a long period of time. And then once you get to that level of leanness and your, your mental, like you just change. I mean, you start thinking of things that you're just like, what? I've, I've never thought about, like, I don't really think about pasta, which is, this is just a random thing. Um, (laughs) It's just not something I usually think about. Um, I don't crave, you know, pasta or stuff like that, really. Um, If I, if I like see a commercial on TV, I'm like, oh, that looks good. But I don't ever like just think about it. Um, I'm more of like a sweets person. So I know that once I get like extremely lean and I start thinking about, you know, foods that I would never think about, it's just like, that's just what happens. And that's normal to for that to happen but you have to be disciplined and you have to tell yourself no a lot and a lot of people don't know how to tell themselves no Um, yeah and just think about (laughs) yeah and if you if you don't follow the plan and if you do everything that is not planned I would say you will be betraying your own self Um, yes I mean I, I wouldn't be able to to live with that you know even if I I it never happened to me but even if I cheated on my on my diet when I'm while prepping uh, I would tell my coach anyways just because he would have to know and that way I would uh, like be in peace but at the same time I would be aware of not doing it anymore you know uh, yeah exactly I honestly would have never um like I've never been disciplined not like this I mean I've never needed to be disciplined like this um, yeah me neither. in my life like ever so whenever I started doing this in the beginning I thought it was I was like oh this is easy but it's not it's extremely 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 hard um you know it's a battle a mental battle with yourself more than you would think I mean it's just you're constantly going back and forth like in your own brain, like if, if you're good enough, or you lean enough, you start seeing yourself different. Um, and not to have a coach because you do start seeing yourself different. And it's just, it's, it's just extremely mentally challenging. And I think that that's something that I've really appreciated about this because it has taught me plan, but in a good way, like it's, it's taught me to be disciplined. Um, just, just in, in a different way than, it, it's not like I'm so hard on myself and it's not like I'm, you know, it's, it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's just one of no, those it's things. A good way. Yeah. I know what you're saying. It's a good you know way what I'm of being <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Because at, at, at the beginning, um, you know, I was a little bit, I would say obsessed with that. If, if I would lose, uh, I would almo- almost losing a, a meal uh, at, the hour that I should eat that you know I would be mental with my parents like why the hell am I not eating now it's because of you and because you wanted to do this and I'm not in the car and I I have not I don't have my meals here so I'm not eating now and that's your fault you know I, I was like that and um I learned how not to be like that and it is discipline it's it was obsession before and now it is discipline, you know, it's something that you, <laughs> are you like? I agree with that. Yep. <laughs> I have a question. I have an honest question. Tell me. But let me ask both of you guys this. This is, and this is kind of a, just hearing you talk about like off season and coming off of off season and stuff like that and improvement season, which I love that phrase, by the way, um, because I think it really speaks to what you're actually doing versus, you know, off season more sounds like you're not doing anything. Yeah. So the, um, but what I, what I was interested in is there are a lot of male pros that I personally know and that have, you know, I've been around in the, over the years that after their competition season, they, before they even go into an off season, they have, before they even go into what they call their off season or their improvement they have season, a they rest have, phase. They have a rest phase. Exactly. Where they'll like, and I know some like, just off the top of my head, like Flex Lewis, from what I remember, he he takes like three months off completely where he doesn't train. He literally just eats, sleeps, lives his life, spends time with his family, does his thing, doesn't step foot in the gym, comes off of all of his supplements, you know, everything, and just like cleanses, cleanses his body for three months before he gets back into like training and getting ready to go again for, uh, you know, for his next um, competition season have either one of you ever tried something like that or do you know anybody within your division that does that you know me um just for that week that i mentioned before 
but it's not three months it's a weekend I, I think that it doesn't uh work for bikinis you know because i think that bodybuilders um their off seasons are way more aggressive than ours i think that bikini off seasons are like resting phases and of course we have to improve and of course we have to work and eat properly too but at the same time we are not uh chasing that extreme look even during off season you know? i was gonna say you know they're like bodybuilding because my husband's a bodybuilder like what they have to do and the level that they have to get at um you know in order to create the look that they have to be on stage is a lot more intense than what um, bikini has to go through. So yes, we do have to get extremely lean, uh, especially for women and getting down to that body fat percentage is unhealthy, but ours is a lot, first of all, it's a shorter period of time and that we are actually that lean and we're not put, I mean, they lift so heavy, like the amount of weight that they're putting on their body um, to get as big as they get. I mean, it's insane. To be honest, it's it's the most fascinating thing I think I've ever gotten to witness somebody go through. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my husband has gone through it numerous times and done, and he's done a prep, um, you know, with me around. And it's just, it's so fascinating to me what the body's capable of. And so for them, I think that that's super necessary for them to, you know, do all that to their body and then completely just you know, get away from that and, and kind of reset their bodies and reset their minds. And, and for them, I think that it's super beneficial, but I don't think it would be as beneficial for a bikini athlete. Yeah. I think we would be like fat. <laughs> I got you. And, and that's the reason why I asked, because I think like hearing you guys talk about, you know, your experiences, your, you know, bad preps and, you know, the things that you would change and off seasons, you know, going through like the questions that you guys answered and the topics you talked about in the show, it kind of just dawned on me because it sounds to me that you don't give your guys enough credit that I, I feel like you guys work extremely, extremely hard and you probably put it just as much pressure, if not, you know, more in terms of what you're lifting and how you're training and stuff like that. than some of the guys do, because you have to remember too, you know, some of these guys, yeah, they lift a ton of weight, but they're also, you know, 200 pounds heavier than you. Yep. You know what I mean? So when you look at the, that perspective of, you know, I mean, you guys were talking earlier, like when you started out, like 90 pounds, 97 pounds. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's like a, that's child, a dumbbell. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a dumbbell, you know, and I'm like, and I'm I just thinking about that from that perspective, that if you're 97 pounds and you're lifting a 35 pound dumbbell, that's a lot of weight. That's, the you know, 30 percent of your body weight. I mean, you know, you start thinking about stuff like that. That's uh, it, it just kind of put put a different perspective on it for me and really made me kind of think if that would be, you know, essentially beneficial. I'm not saying you guys would need to take three months off, but I just wondered if you knew of or if either of you had maybe taken it, what you would consider to be an extended time off, like maybe a month, maybe a few weeks or something like that, you know, and if it was beneficial, because I have definitely heard competitors, period, talk about taking sometimes extended time periods off. And just feeling so reinvigorated when it's over that they're like, it's almost like they're start they're resetting everything and starting back over. Again. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've, I've definitely know the power of um, having time and rest and just, just, I mean, mentally and physically, it's going to help your body. It's, it is, it's like kind of like you're reborn again. Like you're just like really just a brand new person. Um, once you start over, I think that, it would be super beneficial for anybody in any category um, if they wanted to do that, especially if they were competing, you know, like, like I did. I, it, back to back. Yeah. I kind of did that, except I didn't. So I competed nine pro shows last year um, and <laughs> oh. I, can, I competed all year. I mean, back to back to back to back. I think my longest like um, shows in between, I think it was like five weeks and that was just one time. The rest of them were like a week or two apart each wow. time. Um, but yeah, I competed back to back to back. And so whenever I, my goal or what I wanted to do originally, um, whenever I was taking a break, I was like, all right, I'm going to take a break after this show. So my birthday was in January. My last show was in December. I was like, I'm going to enjoy the holidays, enjoy my birthday. Um, so technically, I, I, I don't want to say I just didn't do anything because I, I did very little. Um, I just didn't. I didn't like just not go to the gym. I mean, I still went to the gym and stuff. I obviously 
you know, I enjoy that for me, it would be extremely hard for me to take any more time than a week off. I mean, a week would be hard, but I, I would love to do it. I think it would be super beneficial, but it would just be extremely hard for me to do. Gotcha. Yes. It gets our minds sometimes. Oh, I agree. (laughs) Yeah. The gym itself is a stress reliever. So, but there, I definitely think that there, I think there are some people like, like flex that I mentioned that take it to that, you know, level where they literally take that time off completely. And then I think there are other guys that may come off of supplements and things like that and then just do, you know, what we would consider to be like a normal training, you know, go in and work out for 45 minutes, get a pump, go home. Yeah. Not necessarily, you know, go in the gym and hammer an 800 pound squats and all kinds of crazy stuff, but they're going, they're still training. They're keeping the muscles moving, but they're not doing it. They're not doing it with the assumption that they're making any progress. It's more about just keeping the muscle they have staying, you know, keeping themselves moving, keeping themselves healthy. So I think there's there's two trains of thought there in terms of, you know, keeping it's still hitting the gym, but maybe not killing yourself and versus taking time off completely. So exactly. Cool. Well, I think you guys did fantastic for episode number two. What do you guys think? <laughs> yeah, I loved, I loved it. it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode number two of the center stage. If you like us, check us out on Spotify. Check us out on Anchor. We're on Pocket Cast, Breaker, and Google Podcasts right now. And hopefully more to come with Apple Podcasts coming shortly. Later, ladies. Bye. Bye.